You're listening to the Credit Risk Monitor Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Mike Flum and Jerry Flum. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Mike Flum, uh, here with Jerry Flum. Uh, again, welcome to the Credit Risk Monitor podcast. Um, for all of you guys out there, you know, I think we'll start a little bit with a market comment on Revlon, obviously one of the kind of uh, premier bankruptcy events that we've seen in the last few weeks, um, you know, filing for Chapter 11. So obviously, there's been a lot of a lot of news about them and, you know, some of the uh, maybe, I don't know, befuddling uh, <laughs> outcomes with the city uh, city payment of uh, one of the lien holders. So, you know, there's a lot out there. Anyway, I guess what I would say is we'll use that as kind of a market comment on uh, quantitative tightening in general and what the market movements uh, the past uh, several months mean kind of within the capital structure and uh, kind of how that can affect creditors along with the, uh, the continued Fed policy. So with that, um, just want to start off and obviously remind everyone, if you have questions for Jerry and I or any topics that you want us to uh, to cover, please don't hesitate to email us at podcast at creditrichmonitor.com. And uh, you know, why don't we get jumped in here? So Jerry, you know, as I said, we'll start with a little bit of a market comment on Revlon. Um, you know, obviously, a long-term Frisk One. They've been kind of waiting for Godot, if you will. Uh, and finally, it looks like the quantitative uh, tightening environment and interest rate policy is finally catching up, uh, even with the likes of you know the Perlmans of the world. So, why don't we uh, take a look at that a little bit? What do you think about it? How do the uh, the market factors of Revlon kind of tie into the general scope? Well, uh, you know, Mike, uh, for me, uh, I don't use nail polish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, it's a, a horrible kind of bank. Everybody who's looking at public companies as the safe place to be that they don't go bankrupt. Uh, that is the policy of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. And are raising interest rates to slow down inflation. And basically, they hope to slow down inflation by driving uh, more people uh, into unemployment and to have more companies uh, go out of business and cut prices. And that's the goal of the Federal Reserve. They're now zeroing in specifically on public companies, because as long as the public stock market is selling above the public company book value per share, then for the most part, these public companies who are in trouble have some ability to go into the marketplace and sell stock above book, bring the cash into the balance sheet, and, and send the shares and make new, new shareholders. And that's great for the endangered species, the existing endangered species, which are existing creditors. More cash is coming into the company. Well, as the stock market starts to contract in price and gets to book value or near book value or eventually clearly under book value, you can sell stock and raise cash uh, to protect creditors anymore. So I want to make it really 
front and center and say it as strictly logically as I can. The Federal Reserve has a gun out and is aiming it at creditors of public companies. And the credit and risk offices who are buying from or selling to other public companies have had no serious risk of bankruptcy. The Federal Reserve is changing the game. And as they raise interest rates on these terribly over-indebted companies, there is going to be a catastrophe. And the people who are going to get really hurt are the shareholders and creditors of public companies. Interesting, it's where the action is, because the Federal Reserve knows that's where the risk is. In other words, when you look at dollars of how they've got to influence our economy on the downside, they're going to the public companies because they're big and huge, and the creditors are owed millions and billions of dollars. So if they can contract that part of the economy, they can try and influence inflation. And so uh, we at Credit Risk Monitor are following these companies so uh, accurately. We're 96% accurate in predicting bankruptcy. But here's the other important part of that. We are running our score on every company every night, and we get new data in on every company, or mostly every company every night or every couple of days. And we run that every day. So you can never, ever be more up to date and more precise on risk than using uh, our Frisk score and our crowdsourcing part of that Frisk score. Uh, so uh, again, I'd like to unflower the conversation and say to everybody, if you're a creditor or you're a buyer on public companies, you need to pay attention to financial risk at that company. The game is on. You are the prey. That's my message. Well, I mean, that's certainly exhaustive. I think, you know, as you stated, there's, um, you know, there's kind of two ways in which that equity price decline kind of impacts businesses, right? And as you said, I think the first one is clearly, you know, as you start to see the price go down, you can't go and operate into markets to get cash onto your balance sheet, right, uh, from that market. So that's clearly a hurt. And then the other side of this is obviously as a protection for creditors, uh, that equity bubble, you know, at the bottom of the capital structure, essentially being the support for everyone above it in the event of losses. So. Um, I think it's a it's a double-edged sword, especially with the generalized market where you've seen a lot of buybacks. So equity has already been kind of hollowed out uh, in, in an attempt to you know juice. Yeah. So you know, Michael, small small kind of upside down top, yeah, you know, upside down pyramid, if you will, effect, which makes it's the most, the bottom Michael, a lot easier. Michael, it's the most incredible. In my eighty some odd years on this earth. What the Federal Reserve is now doing and going to happen to public companies is excruciatingly, and in my lifetime, never been tried. We have a terribly over-indebted corporate, public company, corporate marketplace, over-indebted on scale. And so the Federal Reserve, 
as clear as they can say it to everybody is we are going to raise interest rates on all the debt that these companies have and has to be refinanced. And at the same time, we're going to do that so that they can't get capital and they need to get that capital financed at higher prices. We're also at the exact same time. The stock markets are going to get influenced and come down and are coming down. So we're raising their their costs dramatically. And now we're going to eliminate any valve that they had free to go out. That's Federal Reserve policy. They are trying to stop inflation. They are not going to do it by developing some test that you take an algebra. They are doing it by raising interest rates on indebted public companies and lowering the price of the stock so that that safety value. You you can't ask for a worse position to be in for public companies. And that's that's the policy. Now, the goal is to eliminate inflation. Hold on. To be to be very clear for everybody out there, I think it's important to make make the point like very, very diametric. Right. The policy actions that everyone has been used to in previous market declines are exactly antithetical to what we're describing. Right. So that the Fed in the past, whenever the market has kind of quaked a little bit, you know, they're the first to cut rates. And that's what we've been seeing. And to your point, that's where this policy is differentiated. Inflation has created a circumstance where it's impossible to stay the course of keeping markets up at the impact of you know, ever rising prices. And the real the real lever that the uh, the Federal Reserve has is over public company marketplaces. I mean, that's the leverage. It's the biggest part. Uh, it's overall, I mean, overall markets to that point. Right. I mean, it's the base rate that most things are going to be kind of compared to benchmark. It's the risk free. But as they raise rates, which they have done historically, and they wanted to slow down inflation, at the same time that's happening, uh, as they, they here they can't even cut the rates to help the stock market. They're actually raising them as the stock market goes down. Like, holy cow. Um, man right. well, alive. Not to, belabor, not to belabor the point, but what you're talking about is, you know, is a an engineered situation to cut inflation very similar to what we saw with Bolton, right? You have to cut out demand, and that was your point. You're almost creating a recession. Well, for the present, you have to create a recession in order to pull back the demand curve from a macro perspective. The Federal Reserve will eventually be successful, and if they are successful, stock markets will come down dramatically. That is going to impact the over-leveraged public companies all through the marketplace. And so credit risk in public companies over the next five years will be very, very difficult. And uh, I think anybody who is not attuned to that game uh, is going to pay a terrible, terrible price. And the cost is not going to be insignificant because these public companies are huge. A small cap public company is uh, four or five billion dollars. Small cap. You can imagine the size of these guys. And when they uh, get into trouble, the creditors there are going to take a major league hit. And, uh, you know, that's just 
Federal Reserve policy right now. Um, that's where they're going. And I, so this whole argument that I don't see any risk and what's more, I don't see any risk at public companies, you know, is like, don't say that in public anymore because it's just not a good thing to be next to your name. Uh, it's just uh, too apparent that game is over. And um, so that would be our message. And I think the Revlon call is a pretty clear one. Uh, over leverage. Markets are down. No way to refinance that company. Not even for the guys in the private equity market as sophisticated as the owners of that company. You know, game is game over. And uh, again, we've uh, been hearing this. Uh, public companies are this favored fuel, fuel that will never go bankrupt. Governments won't allow it. That, that storyline is no longer on the front page of the papers anymore. It's over. Uh, I, I think just to take this back to maybe something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, user experience based. If you are dealing with anybody who has prolonged risk ones, right, and you're starting to, to see deterioration in things like their operating uh, performance, operating cash flow. Uh, interest coverage ratios, especially even in you know Revlon in particular, uh, exposure to variable rate debt. You know some of that you're going to have to maybe look through a little bit more of the MDNA. Uh, the disclosure for that, it, I think it was what, what was it, 84 percent or something like that. Um, yeah, 88 percent of uh, their debt was variable, and that was in the uh, the MDNA for last uh, last quarter so yeah. things like that clearly need to pick up on variable debt uh being a really big factor for pushing you into a much higher interest rate right now um and certainly obviously having exposure to short-term debt um as a percentage of total debt you sort of see that climb i know we talked about that in the past as kind of these zombie indicators but if you do have any zombies in your portfolio and they have a lot of uh, short-term debt yeah, you know, these are the ones you really got to watch out for in the short term. Uh, they're they're going they're going up, you know, same way that that Revlon is. It's just a matter of it's a matter of time. Well, you know what? Uh, the Federal Reserve has a job to do. They got to deal with inflation. They're going to go right to the biggest places on the algorithm that they can impact over the shortest period of time, which I believe will be a couple of years to try and curtail it. Um, and so they're going to the place, as Willie Sutton, the bank robber, used to say, why do I rob banks? Because that's where the money is. And that's what the Federal Reserve is saying. Why am I raising rates and the markets are going to come down as interest rates go up? Because the public company is where the money is. So and maybe some people might confuse Willie Sutton in the Federal Reserve. I don't know. It could be. Uh, Willie Sutton. <laughs> Nobody will remember Willie Sutton, but Willie Sutton was a famous bank robber in the 30s. Just to put that in perspective. Well, with the uh, with that, I guess is the final thought. Um, I don't have much else to add on Revlon or really the market condition itself, but 
certainly continued, you know, downward trajectory in, in market value does not speak well to creditors, as Jerry was saying. Uh, it looks like the Fed is uh, committed to the course, right? So just uh, be prepared out there. And, you know, as Jerry always likes to say, you got to prepare before you get hit, right? So don't learn yeah, to shoot your gun as you're taking service, you want to become a marksman in the boot camp. You don't want to become a marksman on the front lines when it, the game is going on. You want to learn how to do it before. So I'm suggesting everybody start using our Frisk scores and analysis. Get them into your programs now. Get prepared. All right. So, uh, Again, if anybody has any topics or uh, questions for Jerry and I, please don't hesitate to send them into podcast at creditorismonitor.com. Uh, until next time, thank you from uh, Jerry and myself and the Credit Risk Monitor family. Uh, catch you next time. See you guys and gals. Thank you for listening to the Credit Risk Monitor podcast. Want to ask Mike and Jerry a question? Email podcast at creditriskmonitor.com. And for more information on how Credit Risk Monitor can protect your portfolio from financial risk, check out creditriskmonitor.com.